I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group, at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal, it's Mr. Ryan J. Peacock. What's going on, buddy? How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, been a nice day today, nice and warm. Uh, I was on a bit of a jolly yesterday in London, so... Uh, yeah, what were you or doing? Or if you like. By the way, checking in with all these mates of yours. Oh, this is it. Yeah, if if you want use of a better word, went on a bender in the in the big town, didn't I? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was that was great fun. Beast, yeah, fair play to you. The big man, the big man was even drinking mojitos at one point. What? Uh, mojitos, lime, right? Uh, mint. Really? Rum? Is it? I, I, it tasted nice. Bit of a blur at that stage. I'd say the mojito stage of a Ryan Peacock night out is a very late stage. No, no, no. That was the middle bit. So it was like, well, we've been drinking beer for some time now. Get on the mojitos, freshen up the palate, and then readjust freshen back to beer. Get back on it. Freshen yeah, up that's... the palate? What are you talking about? Jesus Christ, hey, can you not hey, go and have excuse... a few pints and go home? Nope. Go big or go home. It's the only way to do it. So, and I actually actually ended up last night in that little pub. Do you remember where at the Super Bowl party last year, Matt Tisdale came down, didn't turn up at the flag game because he stayed in the Houston Tap for the whole day. Yeah, yeah. And was on about his 15th beer mm. by time he met the rest of the group. Yeah. Yeah, I was in there. Curious little pub. Good spot. Is it a spot that keeps you? It sounds like a weird place. I mean, because he just disappeared like a vortex for at least seven hours. The same seemed to have happened with you. And I think it all starts it's- with Mojitos. <laughs> well the mojitos but yeah that, that was fun because obviously it was Saturday night in London and everybody's dressed up to the nines in there got their glad rags on and that and uh, we're not essentially and two of the guys weren't even allowed inside and had to sit outside whilst we went in and got the drinks which was amusing yeah. but uh, we did have a good day and we, we met some delightful Millwall fans as well which lived up to their their fantastic reputation that they've got so it was, it was just all in all a good day out and then we even met even met a fan on the way home on the train but unfortunately, I was too drunk and I can't remember his name. He's probably a so, regular listener. He is a listener. He said he listens to the yeah. podcast, right? Yeah. So he's probably sat there now listening to this going, what a wanker. Can't even remember my name. We've just lost a listener. Like, I, I'm sort of a suspect that we sometimes probably lose listeners with our banterific intro. And we've mm-hmm. definitely lost one now. But come here. It was, uh, it was my birthday on Friday. So that's it was my birthday weekend. I noticed. And you had lots of birthday messages, I noticed. So you did pretty well for yourself. Ish. Ish. Because I think I've hit... Because, you know, where Facebook brought out the you can hide people that you don't want to see in your timeline. I'm pretty Uh, sure out of whoever amount of friends that I have, 94% are hidden. So you've basically unfollowed most people. Yeah. Because I just can't take... Do you know what I can't take of, like... Baby pictures well no I you know what actually that's something that I might have to revisit right <laughs> if I've locked anyone with baby pictures well you know what? I, I don't put up pictures of my kid on Facebook because I think people don't care and I don't think they have the choice to put their own face up so I'm not going to do it for them but each to their own like because you look at your kid and you're like it's super cute I want to show everybody and fair play to you if that's if that's what you want to do, but we just haven't went down that route. But yeah, I've pretty much hidden everybody, right? Mostly because Facebook just became just this bragging thing, didn't it? It was like, OMG, my boyfriend just got me 
and Michael Kors watch and boots love you snuffle bunny or whatever or the one that I hate and let me know if you agree right is the one dad missing you missing you always you always knew what to say when blah 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 and it's this diatribe to their father yeah yeah who's yeah. dead right now yeah terrible that your dad's dead but they don't have Facebook in heaven I think well we don't know that to be fair yeah because Sky and BT are getting into everything these days and I wouldn't put it past them <laughs> saying you know what I mean you want a good deal in the let's afterlife face, let's um, face it everyone else is sold out so Jesus is probably next he's going to be like oh yeah yeah just get some Wi-Fi and let him on yes super fibre get on there <laughs> he'll be on the advert next won't he oh, surely Facebook is BT a thing BT broadband or something <laughs> yeah just walking across the river Liffey and you'd be like oh that's nifty <laughs> you know anyway uh, blasphemy aside so now we've just lost all the Christian and Catholic listeners yeah this is getting better no yeah. we didn't really say on that bad no it's just that sort of you know whoring out dead relatives for likes um, it's kind yeah. of a scheme I don't like it there's that one or there's the the ones that really wind me up are the um, if you know someone that has had cancer you will share this post most people have, and it's unfortunate, but sharing that post isn't going to fix it. So stop telling me to do it every day. I just, I love those pictures, though, the doctors, and he's he's by a computer. It's a meme. And underneath, it was like, if that just gets four more likes, I can save this kid's life. <laughs> I just hope that oh, yeah, he's, exactly, he's waiting for the exactly. amount of likes. Like, oh. yeah. I get the thing with, like, the messages, like the ice bucket challenge and the stuff, you know, about sort of checking your, mm. you know, give yourself your nuts a squeeze, make sure there's no lumps, all those sort of type messages that we should share because it helps educate people. Testicular cancer, looking for a lump and a bag of lumps. Exactly. But the, look, a post that says one like is one prayer. No, it's not. Yeah. Type pray. amen. Just pray. <laughs> but, <laughs> Ryan. Not a, right. I don't know. And God's, right. And God's not up there, is he, going... Ah, uh, that that post there though about um, testicular cancer only got ten likes. That's only ten prayers. Not interested. The one over here though about I don't know. <laughs> Something else got a hundred thousand likes. So that's the one I'll attend to first. Mm. I don't think God works like that. I don't know though. I've seen Bruce Almighty. Doesn't he have a PC in that? And every time someone prays, he gets an email. Uh, so I think uh, you've been proved wrong there, Mister Peacock. Well, who knows? Who knows? I think Bruce kind of abused his power yeah was it based on true story I don't know <laughs> yes he actually became God yeah Jim Carrey and who knew that God was uh, Morgan Freeman yeah I'm happy about it yeah that's a good choice yeah anyway we if digress you, if someone to guide you that's a good voice to guide you isn't it and educate yeah and the guy doesn't age either so I well believe he is God because he just he stayed the same age he hit 40 and just stopped um, but come here to me right we've kind of played up to the stereotypes a bit here because we were kind of talking during the week weren't we about like our personas on the podcast have somehow become who we are I've become the all singing all dancing tap dancing all, to be sure to be sure Irishman and you've become this sort of British alcoholic in some way and I don't think you've done anything to you know get away from that fact with your intro um, so I don't know if you like do you have anything to counter the fact that the you know the off podcast Ryan is the off podcast Ryan the same as the on podcast Ryan that's that's what everyone wants to know yes <laughs> yeah just sit around and be pants today drunk sort of do don't do any research for the pod it's quite funny because we have got known for our more for our online 
personas, which is mm. is amusing. And um, so much so that uh, I, th- I think I remember reading Scotty Mann earlier, who's challenged me. Uh, he says he's a cider drinker, and I challenged Ryan to find a beer that he will like in America. Like, like now I'm like the go-to guy for anyone that wants to get smashed out their nut every weekend. Mm. You know. So yeah, but the one thing I can say to uh, to, to Scotty Mann, obviously, you know, not a big drinker or anything like that. But if you go out there, there are two different ciders they serve out there in Green Bay. I think one's called Angry Orchard. The other one's Red Apple. They're both very nice. You'll be fine. Sort of. So, but yeah, I'm I'm not big on it. I don't know a lot about it. No, because you see, outside of our podcast personas, we're both degree qualified dudes. Um, I went on and became chartered, which is somewhere between a master's and a PhD, apparently. But all I do is get ripped on because of my accent and my height. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I did go to university and then didn't want to use my degree. So I guess I'm kind of I've got one, but it's absolutely useless. What did what did you do with a degree in? teaching PE oh no way man why aren't you doing that like that sounds like an absolute because right here we go do you you want me to this sounds like a bit of a rant podcast so far doesn't it but I'll I'll try and keep it sweet Um, essentially kids are dicks right and they don't really want to learn so I kind of feel like why would I waste my time trying to teach them which is not a great attitude for a teacher is it no no you wouldn't win any words that's certainly not something to bring up in the interview no, so like there was one one lesson I taught um, where the kids were practicing javelin, and as you can imagine, that's always quite a risky one, and you have to do a very very regimented lesson, very different to anything else in PE. So most lessons in PE, you want to keep people active and doing something. Javelin is one where it's very regimented, and we don't mess around. Not this one kid though, as I've got my back to him, which I've found out now was a mistake. He threw the javelin as it went just past us. Do you know what I mean? So I had a kid actually throw a javelin at us. And then there was another school in Kirby, just outside of Liverpool, where I asked a girl to put out a, out a cigarette and she flicked it into my face, which, you know, strictly speaking, it probably <laughs> did go out after that. Um, so she did do what I asked her to do, which oh. was nice. Um, but, yeah, kids don't want to learn. Like, I went out to Africa and kids there are queuing up for hours and hours and hours before school starts mm-hmm. because it's like they're, they're absolute highlight of the day and they can't wait to learn. And all they've got is literally... In this place, I went like a stone building with a chalkboard and some desks, and we took like papers and pens and all the rest out there to them. They got nothing. There's no computers. There's no mm. electric even in this school, yeah. and they can't wait to get to school and learn. Kids in this country, don't know, not you sound, interested. You sound like grumpy. We sound like grumpy old men, don't we? That sounds like an episode yeah. of Grumpy yeah. Old Men. And, and do you know what? I think I think people quite would would listen to us. So yeah, look, basically, it's not all kids. I get that. But I couldn't be bothered to, to, to fight my way through kids that didn't want to learn um, whilst they ruined the lessons for the rest of the kids that did want to learn. Uh, and so I basically decided to, 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 to not even go into it. Well, Kamir, on that topic, one of our absolute heroes is actually, you know, enabling this type of behavior. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. A-Rod himself. This is going yeah. to be seen as kind of a hero to most, but maybe, Ryan, you don't agree because he was contacted during the week by a student named Peyton Meyer uh, from Gain- Janesville instead of Gainesville, Janesville, weird, in Gains, Iowa. Gains. And apparently they, they were doing their sports lit uh, final and he said to his teacher, Laura Roberts, who is apparently a massive A-Rod fan, 
you know, if we get retweeted by A-Rod, you know, maybe we don't have to do our sports lit. And she said, yeah, fine. And Aaron Rodgers just said, I'm sure a sports lit final is very important. But here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pay yeah. it forward Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, right, I've got two issues with this. Yeah, oh. why is a teacher allowing this? Do you know yeah. what I mean? You've, you've put all that time into making a test and now you're going to say if someone retweets it, then they get off. I mean, great, great fun by Aaron Rodgers interacting with his fans. That's that's cool. Um but yeah, it is, it's, it's a funny one. And the biggest question I had, though, is what is sports literature? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has a point probably by just saying, skip that one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What is, <laughs> what is sports literature? I mean, English lit, we know what that's about. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's where the one where you do all your Shakespeare and all your you know view from the bridge and all the other damn things that you have to go on about, um, which was really interesting when I did it. It was great. Uh, Sounds like you enjoyed it. Yeah, what's sports lit? Is that like reading Sports Illustrated and doing a report on it, or it's inter- listening to the UK Packers podcast and giving it a review? I don't, I don't really get it. No, it's it's interviewing players. It's to try get them to say stuff like, well, you know, it's a game of two halves. Uh, went out, tried to score goals, scored a goal. The ball went in the net. Uh, we went up. We scored more goals than the opposite team. We won the game, and uh, we're happy. We worked as a team because that you know eleven players, and uh, I was I was happy. You know, and then you've got to try and make that into an article each and every time. Do you know? What? Do you know what? While we're on that as well, let's let's get on that as well. Don't you just want sports stars to just come out and say how it is? So Martel is like, because those, those all those <laughs> types all those types of things you just said there are the boring, boring media. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, whoa. Leave that till our latest segment. Leave it till the latest segment. If you want to air it out, if you want to leave it out, you got to, ah, here, leave it out, right? All right, yeah, yeah. I hadn't got that one. I hadn't got that one, but you have led it it to me to add to that. Right, so everybody, we have a new segment. It's a great new segment. The the sound (laughs) drop before it is mostly what the segment's about. But anyway, we digress. Talking about somebody who got away with it, Ryan. Dom Capers. Mike McCarthy came out with some interesting stuff this week saying, you know, the rationale behind why he let Dom Capers off. Now, before I get your opinion on it, it was very interesting to me because, and you might say, yeah, Steve, this is kind of obvious, but you know where sometimes, like, for instance, a kid does something wrong and the parent comes in and they go on like their kid is an angel that he didn't, actually, it's not his fault. You know, in this instance, Mike McCarthy came out and we all know the defense was lacking. You know, we were 31st uh, defensively uh, last year. So everyone knows there's a problem, but everyone also knows, and it is correct that there were injuries, that it wasn't just the fact that everyone sucked. You know, we basically had no players. It got to the point where it was laughable at one stage. Not that people were getting injured. That's horrendous. But the fact that it's like, how can this actually keep happening? And, you know, Mike McCarthy didn't do the whole, like, oh, my kid's amazing. You know, it was injuries. It was actually that's fault. He admitted, didn't he, that, you know, there was an, there's an issue there. But he almost was the, you know, merciful emperor to sort of say, you know, I'm not going to put you to the sword here. I'm going to give you another chance. It's interesting, isn't it, that he sort of said, yep, yeah, he could have went. It could have been a breath of fresh air, but he decided to keep him. Yeah, and I, and I like the fact that essentially you've you've uh, you've likened Mike McCarthy to a deluded parent, which was quite good. So <laughs> enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, the thing with Don Capers is he, he hasn't seem seemed to have moved with the times. Sometimes, you know, at, at one point in his career, 
him and uh, Dick LeBeau, I think it is, over at the Steelers, essentially yep. were creating most of the defenses that we now see in the NFL across all teams. You know, they were the innovators. Um, they, they did revolutionize the way in which teams play defense today. The problem is, um, is that unless you continue to adapt, and this is true in all walks of life, unless you continue to adapt and continue to be open to change, mm. then then sometimes you know you, you find yourself getting left behind or, or, or stuck in your ways, which is what I think happened a little bit with Dom Capers. Now, recently, and, and more sort of this season, if you like, we've started to see in the personnel being brought in and, and some of the things that we're hearing out of the, the Packers – and if you consider even last season, maybe with uh, Micah Hyde and Morgan Burnett playing those sort of tweeny roles between the, the secondary and the linebacker position, mm. that actually he is starting to change the way in which he thinks. And let, let's face it, last season, he may have had those plans in place to make those changes to the defense. But as you said, everyone started getting injured. So it's very difficult then if everyone starts getting injured every week all around you is to try and implement something, isn't it? So yeah. it might be that we went back to sort of something safe. So I think this is probably going to be his last chance to get it right this year. Um, and you know that Mike McCarthy, uh, Ted Thompson and anybody else that's been speaking to him is going to be sort of giving their opinion, if you like, um, and sort of, He's going to feel that pressure himself. So I think this year you might actually see some of those changes come in. Uh, and if they don't, then it's, it's probably going to be a change, I would think, at the end of next season, at the end of this season. Sorry. Yeah, but that's I kind of got the same. You know, I kind of got that we're giving him an extra chance, but almost a last chance because he's yeah. been given weapons now in the likes of uh, King. Uh, Josh Jones is seen as kind of a bit of a stud. Uh, even Montrevious Adams coming in in the third round again Vince Beagle has kind of shown what can go wrong from the very start he's got that foot injury he's expected you know to have to try catch up um, both physically and mentally to get back into shape he's going to be chomping at the bit to get out there and prove himself but uh, with that foot injury it's something that you definitely can't rush but Mm -hmm. I saw some comments on this, you know, and again, like we don't, we don't like to be the lads who are just criticizing the team. I've, I have said in the past that some of the defense, it's, it's questionable that we need to be doing better. But then you look at the injuries and you're like, oh, Jesus, you know, fair enough. And then I think back to, you know, our run defense, what was the best in the league for the first six weeks. And then I broke down the analysis and had a look and said, you know, why, like, how, how are we doing so well? And then we spotted that. You know, the running backs that we're up against were kind of second-tier running backs. We only had one, you know, real legit uh, running threat, which would have been Adrian Peterson, but he got injured, like, in the game and went out with 29 yards. Now, we put him to the sword for the first while, but the fact that he faffed around on the, uh, you know, the free agent market for a while showed that this guy probably is losing a step. They say that he can't work out of some formations. It's a hard one. You know, like... They call him the Teflon Dom for a reason. And one of the comments that was underneath one of these articles about it was, is that because he likened it to Mason Crosby, right? Where he said, like, we stuck with Mason. He had his tough year. Um, we stuck with it and that came good. But Mason was, I think in college, he was like the best kicker in the country. He broke all kinds of records yep. in college. He came into the NFL and was one of the most consistent and best kickers in the league. He had one off 
season where he had the complete jitters and then if you were to look into those stats it was because Mike McCarthy was asking him to kick more 50 plus yard field goals than any other kicker in the league so he was going to miss more of course he was he got a bit of the jitters the press got on him the team you know put pressure on him they brought into Vecchio he bet him uh, coming into the season ended up having a monster season and got that revised contract so someone said about Dom Capers then like you know was he ever that caliber no like I don't think he was I if you look at all of where we ranked defensively I don't know Ryan can you remember have we ever been a top 10 defense under Dom am I talking shite here or am I wrong like we've been decent in stretches but have we ever had a top tier caliber defense where you'd go you know these lads are, are you know absolute world beaters I mean apart from the obvious um I think we probably did have um whether it was the Super Bowl year or the year before that maybe I don't know but I think our problem has been we've always had a, a defense that's always seemingly had great potential um however I do think sometimes we overrate some of the players on our defense at times um you know it doesn't seem to have and I'm not necessarily talking about this year, but some of our previous years, it's never really had the star-studded feel to it. And that's even with the likes of, you know, Clay Matthews on his own, when Charles Woodson was there, yes. Um, when Peppers came in, it felt like, yeah, big name, but he's, he's sort of, he's at the end of the career. Mm. Um, but there's very sort of few superstar names. And I think there'll be a lot of people that jump on me for that. I mean, I know... Mike Daniels is an absolute superstar in my book, but I don't think people, certainly I think the league probably underrates that player. Oh, he does, they um, do, yeah, without a doubt. So I would say he's probably our, our current superstar player. Um, Clay Matthews will still be viewed as a, a superstar player, but is he? Um, you know, there's a number of players really where you, you don't look at our defence and think, wow, you know, it's a star-studded defence. So it's always a team that's got potential, and it's always essentially only got to do enough to keep Aaron Rodgers in with the chance of winning the game because of the type of offense we got. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head the last time we had a, a top 10 defense. I would think we probably have had one, um, certainly not in the last few years. Yeah, and again, that sort of leads to the debate then that people were saying, can you blame Dom then if we don't have the superstar names? Is that not a Ted Thompson issue? Is that not that he hasn't been given that talent and they haven't brought enough people mm. in to give him that roster, you know? Well, in my opinion, he's had plenty of picks um, that are high enough up that, yes, again, I know what you're saying there, that's Ted Thompson, but I imagine that when they're putting those defensive players on their draft board, if it's a defensive player, they're going to be talking to Dom and Dom's coaching his staff. Yeah. And if it's an offensive player, they're going to be talking to those guys. So... Don will have been involved in those decisions when they were taking those players. They have had plenty of high draft picks um, spent on defense. Uh, and these were all sort of decent looking players coming out of college. So we should have been able to do more with them. Yeah, and it comes down to the player too. I wouldn't, um, you know, we're not here to try to say that we know how to do the job better than TT, how we know to do it better than Capers. And certainly I think some of these players, even when they come out of the draft, we go, oh, they got it so right this time. What an absolute stud. Um, Dayton Jones, one of them, uh, didn't pan mm -hmm. out. Uh, Nick nope. Perry almost didn't pan out. Uh, he's had a... Mo but this, I think Nick Perry is kind of... Uh, the little microcosm of this whole, whole deal. You know, the fact that he came out, uh, he was seen to 
he was looked at to like that this guy's gonna go on to big things uh he ended having sort of a wishy-washy couple of years he came into his contract year had a monster year and got a monster contract and he eventually came good mike daniels is a disruptive force he's an absolute megastar but his stats don't jump off the page if you go and look at him stat wise i mean that's why he's so far down on the um nfl top 100 he's a big talker he's a big presence he's a big leader there's so many intangibles there but he's so disruptive on the line it's unbelievable and pro football focus have him right up the top of their charts because they grade more than just you know sort of the silly statistics so but yeah. again like he was a bit of a slow burner and they say that even um the likes of clark is going to come in and he might be following the same trajectory um, which is hard to believe because I think Kenny Clark is still what 21, 22 years of age or something absolutely vomit worthy as that yeah now it certainly he needs more I guess the one yeah the one thing he probably does need is more luck isn't it Dom K because you could you could certainly say I think there's many Packers fans out there that could say he hasn't had some bad luck you know if you talk about the likes of Dayton Jones who was a high draft pick um, you know he he didn't really have the best of luck there because that didn't work out. Injuries over the last four or five years now. It feels like we're always talking about injuries when we're talking about defense. He hasn't had the best luck there. Um, however, at some point, that's going to stop being an excuse. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's been given another shot. And I, I don't feel, I don't really have an opinion either way, which is me sitting on the fence, which I know is very boring when we're doing something like this. I don't really have an opinion either way. I kind of put my trust in McCarthy that if he thinks he's still got it, then then okay. Mm. Um, but I do think this is it's gonna it's got to be, isn't it? By now, it's got to be the last chance to get this defense right. Yeah, I, and I think Mike McCarthy even sees it that way. It it certainly seems that way. And like you were saying about the whole look thing, uh, we had to painfully go through that NFC Championship game against Seattle. That isn't something that is coached to have that absolute one calamity after the other. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, for instance, Peppers, you know, telling Burnett to slide down. And, you know, it's just it's it's on the field oh, leadership yeah. and decisions as well that you just can't coach for. Um, like some of the fundamentals are wrapping up if a player goes for that highlight real hit. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it. But come here, staying on the topic of defense and about the Packers as well coming out, you know, and just doing the because this is the thing is that they do know better than we do as much as we like to, you know, do the whole you know armchair quarterback armchair analyst thing they know way more than we do this is their full-time job to get paid a a dumper load of money and what an absolute stroke of genius to trade back in the draft get kevin king late because not only did we still get the player that we want a player that was tipped to go to seattle and i'd love to actually try pick the brain of the packers coach and staff to see even were they surprised that he was still on the board but the fact that king slid from a first rounder to a second rounder meant that his contract is going to be far less so uh, he was signed this week and uh, i think it was friday and they were saying that uh he had a, he has a 3.2 million signing bonus but over the four years his contract can be worth just a smidge over seven million but had he went in the first round his signing bonus would have jumped up by two million so it would have been five yeah. million, and his total contract would have been nine million over the life of that deal. So they saved yeah. themselves two million and still got the got the prize. Crazy. Yeah, still got the player they wanted. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's a smart move. Um, maybe maybe that consideration comes into it. However, 
I don't think the Packers are in bad enough sal- salary cap space, the way, where it was probably a deliberate move in this sense, but it has worked out for them. Mm. Um, obviously, it hasn't worked out for King, although I'm sure most of us would be able to scrape by on that kind of money. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I think the league, uh, the league now since sort of the, the the silly times, they actually started putting some caps, didn't they, or some recommendations on what you have to pay players that go at a certain round. There's sort of a recommendation or based on position and where you were picked and all the rest of it. Now, teams don't have to follow it. I think there is a limit, though. I think I remember there being a limit, certainly for guaranteed money uh, brought in, um, probably after people like uh, the Raiders quarterback. I can't think of his name, the number two, uh, Jamarcus Russell. I think he came into the league with a stupid amount of guaranteed money. And, of course, we all know what happens. And there were others as well before him, you know. So I think some things were put in place to sort of protect the teams from really from their own stupidity. Um, and because of that now, because these recommendations are there, whilst, yes, the teams don't have to go to the recommendation, um, it does kind of, you know, put an answer there for the agents, for the players, for the team everyone kind of knows where they stand so yeah it saved us some money like i said i think kevin i think kevin king will scrape by on the money that he's bringing in um you know he might have to not get the full package on his sky sports deal but uh he should be all right <laughs> yeah that uh direct line to heaven deal um he might not be able to talk to past relatives and clear you know that clairvoyance <laughs> package but um yeah so P- pro football focus did an interesting analysis of king so they say that kevin king is expected to start opposite devon house at the cornerback position this year and they broke down now i don't know how useful it is it's not something that i'd be looking but yards per cover snap so what they did was is that they sort of you know examined all of our cornerbacks by rank and like devon house was actually worse than quinton rollins and Ladarius Gunter. And the worst of all was Demarius Randall. So he was giving up two yards per cover snap. So he ranked, Demarius Randall ranked 130th out of 134 cornerbacks. Devon House, 117th out of 134. Uh, Ladarius Gunter, 112th out of 134. It's just nuts. Do we have anybody in the top 100? No. Which is this crazy. Is a, I mean, right? This is a problem. This is a problem because cornerback is, especially now the game goes more and more and more towards just airing it out and pass, pass, pass. Mm. You, you need to have a secondary and even a linebacker core now that can cover the field. Um, and it's where I still kind of worry a little bit with our corners and maybe Kevin King's all right. I think certainly Randall will have a bounce back year um, because, yeah, he, he struggled a bit last year, but his rookie season... Um, he looked pretty good to me. Hmm. So I think he'll bounce back. I think King hopefully is good. Devon House, oh, we don't know, do we? Really, it is a bit of an unknown. Um, you know, it's it's a shame our best corner in the last few years is is now playing in San Diego. Um, so it's still an area that worries me. But I'm guessing we just got to go with time will tell because I can't see them bringing in anybody else now, free agent wise. Hmm. Um, we're going to go with what we got so we need to just get behind these guys and and, and hope just hope that we can break the top 100 yeah it's not and in fact I'm looking at Quinton Rollins I think he may have broke the top 100 I think they have him in at 69 in fact and Jesus yeah so it it just goes to show and a pay rise yeah so 
you know, if if the, and the the best uh, yards per cover snap that we have was the Darius Gunter at, at uh, one point two three, and King came out of college from Washington with point eight seven. So he's better than all of the cornerbacks on the list. He's known as a press man cornerback, which is good for us. He's super mm-hmm. tall, and if you do try to get the ball over him, he'll either come down with it or slap it down. I'm absolutely delighted with his height. Um. But the Packers secondary was the lowest graded of all 32 teams last year. So um has to be an improvement. But Rhino, um, we're going to come into a slot now. And it's uh, it's an interesting drop. It's If you're from Ireland, you'll get it straight away. It's an, a person from inner Dublin. So it'll be like, I don't know, it's a really strong London accent. Uh, and hopefully we're going to make this a regular thing. This segment is about... Actually, i tell you what. Let me hit the drop. And then I'll come in and we'll have a bit of a have a bit of a natter about it. Ah, fantastic. So to give people a bit of background on this real quick, uh that's an inner city dub. Salt of the earth stuff. Uh just real these these inner city Dublin uh people just complete no bullshit and hard as nails, right? And um this woman so what, what there's a video went viral on youtube she didn't even know she didn't even know what youtube was at the time and i think it was the story goes it was two russians or something they're wearing tank tops and they're beating the living shite out of two irish lads and she sees it on the street and she just shouts at them ah here leave it out stop you know and they interviewed her then and they said you know how did this all come about she was like well i was going uptown to get some paint and uh, she was going up with her grandson or granddaughter and like you know leave it effing out is one of the lines you know that'll just go to show you it's hilarious um so they started making t-shirts of this i hear leave it out they were doing <laughs> remixes of like you know scarface with i hear leave it out in the background um just just fantastic stuff but that what what is a segment about what do we want to be left out ryan what we want to be left out is is any type of stuff that really grinds their curious anything that you see in the media uh, online that you just are absolutely sick to the teeth of just can't take it anymore we kind of touched on it a bit for earlier what is your ah here leave it out moment for this week the one that i've brought up i think before and it's still the one that annoys me the most is commentators being lazy enough that they cannot say the word injury okay so I'll give you an example. When somebody hurts himself on a field these days, we will hear a commentator say, oh, he's left the field with a shoulder. Really? And you go, a shoulder injury? <laughs> or has he just left with somebody's shoulder? Or has he only left with one shoulder and he's missing a shoulder? Mm. Or, you know, oh, he's in some discomfort. Looks like he'll be carted off the field with an ankle. <laughs> what? With an ankle injury. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's a couple, that that I mean that gets to me because it saves all of what one second and actually everyone has to pause for longer afterwards to to work out the right. So what's he what's he mean? And then there's confusion and then then everyone moves on. I don't know or maybe that's the new the new way of doing things. It's weird. So, yeah, it's weird, right? Because mine my uh, ah here leave it out leave it bleed now moment is is the opposite. So you're going on kind of it's the laziness like that. I don't even want to throw it in. Mine is and it just it's just great grates the arse off me here when every analyst who's into who covers American football and covers the NFL they just don't say NFL they just keep saying and in the National Football League it's like yeah NFL they created it's it's an acronym for a reason so just use NFL it's quick snappy 
it gets the whole National Football League out of the way. And we love him, and we've had him on the podcast before. The serial offender here in the UK and Ireland is Jeff Reinbold. He goes, well, look, when you're a corner in the National Football League, and the National Football League's hard to do, but the, the biggest thing about the National Football League, Jeff, Darla, it's NFL, buddy. You can say it. It doesn't make any less of an analyst, but the American analysts are just as bad, Ryan. They just keep saying yeah. the words National Football League instead of I'm, NFL. Shorten it. I'm going to stick up for the guys that say National Football League oh, man. because you're, you're going to leave this podcast with a shoulder. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. There's every chance of it or a nose. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to leave with a chin. But go on, go on. Um, what are you so defending these? I tell you why. I tell you why. Acronyms oh. wind me up. What? Because acronyms at work right there's 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 acronyms that people use generally sort of on a a day-to-day basis and they are standard acronyms across a number of different uh sectors or departments you know whatever it is you work in that Mm. acronym is that acronym right what winds me up though and this is it's only sort of loosely involved but kind of it it is it's soured acronyms in general for me (laughs) is when people start making up their own acronyms and then using them does it I can't name names in case anyone from work listens right. to the podcast. Right. But you have people that will just make up an acronym and they'll be like, uh, I don't know, have you got the offals ready? And you go, what, what's an offal? And he'll go, oh, you know, the the, uh, the blah, 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 blah. And you go, right, so that's not actually, you can't just you can't just take a sentence, put all the letters into some sort of word and say that now because nobody else knows it because it's not a standard acronym. Did it know? No, that annoys me. My job, my job is full of acronyms. But anybody yeah. who made up their own acronym deserves to get but a kick in Standardized acronyms, yes. No. But you can't just start going, for, you know, just sort of making four or five starting letters into a word and, and start using it because it doesn't make sense. Do you know what's worse than that? It's the standard office speak of, of phrases and sentences that just don't mean anything. Like, let's circle back and then we'll touch base. And we'll take this yeah. offline. I mean, just stop. I hate that one. I hate that one. Yeah, we'll take this one offline. Like we're, we're not, not online. We're, we're not talking online. to each other. Yeah, yeah. We're here. Get that one online. But come here. Um, another thing that I so I want to I want to <laughs> pause here, right? And I want to address something. We have a right. guy, and we love him, right? But he does not get off my back. He just doesn't stop ripping the shite out of me. So all the time, and we're talking about. At the godfather of the UK Packers we're talking about our beloved yeah. Kirk Kozad I love, who gonna be I love seeing. the guy he's, he's great right his Packer Shrine is probably a place that most Packer fans would actually like to be laid to rest okay so <laughs> Kurt buddy he just rips me all the time right? rips me all the time and the number one thing that rips me off well recently was my height so I can't talk about that right the second one is and by the way Mar- I put up a pic of me and Mark Murphy and Mark Murphy's like 6 foot 4 right so Everyone, respectfully, shut your tits, right? So, the second one is, is because he keeps slagging me off, Ryan, by the way I pronounce stuff. Right? What? With and the I, Irish bit? Or, or Ryan, what? I am a cunning linguist. I like to <laughs> say that I pronounce stuff correctly. Like, in school, I was a master debater, okay? And I pride myself Excellent. on my use of the English language in all of those facets of life. Right. So what what I've done is as I've just Kurt, 
But do you know what one he got over me on, right? He said Blake Martinez was the guy's name. I've looked it up, Ryan. It's Martinez, okay? And I've looked up, I went to, how do you pronounce, type anybody out there. And I, actually, do you know what I might do? I might do put in a little sound drop straight after this sentence. I looked up, I typed in, how do you pronounce Martinez? And I have someone going, Martinez. And as well as that, remember we had that uh, English soccer coach, Roberto Martinez? His actual name yeah. is Roberto Martinez. Was how all of the pundits pronounce it over here. So, Kurt, it's my upbringing, bro. It's it's how we say it here, okay? So, I think <laughs> our buddy old Blake, the legend that is Blake Martinez, his name is Blake is Martinez. Okay. So, you know, in terms of uh, holding a grudge on the Martinez thing... Um, I've got more. You can hold a grudge with the best of them. Oh, I've got okay. more. I've got more. So what I wanted to do was, is I wanted to make... To, to are ju- we going to have a test? Yeah, we're going to have a test, Ryan. Okay, we're going to have a little test because I've just been given out to about the English language by Kurt and the Americans are famous for yeah. massacring the English language. And I'm going to give you a few examples. What is very prevalent in orange juice? Why do people drink it? For vitamin what? C. Vitamin C, right? Yeah. Kurt would tell you it's vitamin C. No, Kurt, stop it. Okay. <laughs> now you want to put some type of metal on the top of your roof. What would you put on it, Ryan? I okay. I don't know that I would put it on a roof, but uh, aluminium. I'm guessing it's aluminium. Kurt would say aluminium. Stop, Kurt. Stop that. Okay. Let me just run through another few things that Kurt would say. I'm putting words in your mouth here, Kurt, because you're not on the podcast to defend yourself. I apologize. But he would say schedule. We would say schedule. 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 What? No. Did you say schedule, schedule as well? Schedule. Schedule. You and Kurt schedule. are as bad as each other. So what about... I don't know. It's weird now. I've never thought about it. Right. Schedule. So what about garage? What do we say? Garage. Mobile. <laughs> mobile mobile right herb then they say cell cell phone yeah they do but uh yeah they go like <laughs> well just join t-mobile it's mobile okay it's a mobile home not a mobile home um and herb ryan what do we say over here herb herb it's got a h it's quite clearly a h uh tomato well, to be fair to be uh, fair as well ryan. There, if you think of the player if you think of the player <laughs> herb adderley yeah well, that's he's spelt the same, isn't it? So his Nobody's name is called him Herb Adley. <laughs> his name is actually Herb Adley. Oh, yeah. Perfect. But I'm going to run down through some real quick. This this for you, Kurt. We love you, but come on. Uh, basil is actually basil. Herb is herb. Oregano is oregano. Tomato is tomato. Um, <laughs> tuna just tr- is tuna. Seriously. Caramel is caramel. I can't believe you're chewing the butt off one of our favourite podcasts. Hold on, I'm not chewing the butt off. I'm, no. I'm just clearing up oh, some right. words. I clear one last. You're just actually, getting your own back on him. You're getting I, your own back on him for a series of tweets. For like two tweets a day for four weeks. But come here, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta end it here with these last few, just to show you. Fillet is fillet. It's a fillet of fish. If you go into McDonald's, it's a fillet of fish. No, 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 no. If you go in McDonald's, it's definitely a fillet of fish. Oh yeah, it's more highbrow. Prime time. But you have a you have a steak fillet, yeah. so yeah, right. And, I don't know. And two last ones that are NFL related, right? Uh, New Orleans is New Orleans, is it not? 
it is New Orleans, but you're quite right. They say New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, <laughs> but that's okay because. But even like if you're not from New Orleans, they still go New Orleans. And lastly, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, not Jaguars. Stop it! Stop it! Uh, yeah, you're right, but Jaguars does sound far cooler. Right. Do you not think? Although you wouldn't drive a Jaguar, you'd drive a Jaguar. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult, and you've um, you've done quite a lot, really, there to to destroy uh, Anglo USA relations, <laughs> Anglo Anglo Irish USA relations, yeah. haven't you? All right. Um, you've done your best, and uh, I think you've probably succeeded. So I can't wait now because Kurt, you know that Kurt will not leave this. Uh, he's not going to take this laying down. So he will tweet you back with something that we've got wrong during the show now. Yeah, I've probably pronounced at think, least. Four I always think like it should become it should become a thing. We should get Kurt on. <laughs> English lessons with Kurt. But um, hey, look, use English. Just, use English, don't get away lightly either. I mean, use use botch up some Irish surnames that go over there. Gary Cahill that went over there became Cahill. What is going on with that? So how are you supposed to say that? Cahill. No, it's Cahill. It's not Cahill. It's an Irish name. It's Cahill. It's like uh, Shaughnessy. It's Shocknessy. But look, we digress. Yeah, there's, not a, there's not a Q in it, though. What? It's How like could it be shock, shocknessy, where there's no Q or a C K or anything that would make that sound. It's like Loch Ness. There's no K in that or Q in that or whatever. Hey, but a C H makes a K sound, doesn't it? Yeah, but L O U G H as well as a lock. Uh, okay. Like Glenn the Lock. Anyway, so this <laughs> what we're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna move away from uh, English lessons and we're gonna get straight back into Packers, kind of. So we're going to look at the state of the North. So for the next three weeks the king in the north king of the north we're gonna go and take a team um, in the NFC and discuss like how they've moved you know made their moves and shakes uh, throughout the draft and how they're set up for the new season and we're gonna start off with the Lions Ryan they ran us close last season they were only really our only legit threat mm-hmm. in the NFC north I think they'll feel yeah. hard done by by how the game against us ended up which finally we were on you know the better side of um so you've had a look into the lions now are you more are you happier that they've got weaker do you think they've got stronger have they stayed so so um okay so i guess there's one of the things that's hard is they've, they've picked up a number of free agents including mm-hmm. our very own tj lang yeah yeah um but what they've also done is obviously they've drafted a bunch of players. And the problem is we've drafted a bunch of players. They don't know what they're going to be like yet. We don't know, so on and so on. But it's their free agent signings that are quite – there's a couple I like, okay? So they picked up two on the O-line in Rick Wagner and, and as I said, our, our, our own TJ Lang. Um, they, they brought in DJ Hayden at cornerback and even the defensive tackle, Akeem Spence, are sort of the bigger names, if you like, on there. And then they've, they've brought in some other guys as well. But they're sort of the bigger names, I would say, that they've brought in. Um, so they look to be good signings. The Detroit Lions have never been a – they haven't necessarily been a bad team over the last last season and the one before it. Mm. They haven't had a running game that has really – that ever seems to be every running back they get seems to end up uh, sort of injured or or, or just having a, a lack of – you know, sort of performance issues or whatever you want to call them. Um, so they've, they've been largely unlucky there. But this is still, I would say, our main contender for the division title this year. I think that uh, Green Bay will finish top. And I'm not just saying it as a Green Bay fan, but I, I do think the other three teams aren't close enough to us yet. 
Um, and hopefully we don't start with the four and six record, meaning it's as close as it was last year. Mm. Um, but the Detroit Lions are probably the best placed team to, to challenge us. Um, that said, I think we're probably three three games better than anybody else in our division this year. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. And, and hopefully I'm right. Um, but the, the the thing that I found funny when I was looking through is is obviously I don't I don't cover the lines I don't think you particularly cover the lines you know generally if anyone's getting into the NFL nobody wants to be assigned the lines do you know what I mean There's no success or glory in it so <laughs> I thought what I'd do is I'd try and find some nuts over the pond that do follow the lines and see what they had to say and what I found is many of them are not convinced by their draft many of them are not convinced by their team. Many of them are not convinced by what they're going to do next year. Um, there was one guy, uh, I think I found on here, that, that, that covers the lines as one of their beat writers, and he had them down to finish 6-10 and 10 next season. Hmm. I mean, that's one of the guys that 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 is you know working at, I think it's the Detroit Free Press. This is published in. Um, his name's Monarez, and he's a guy that that continually covers the lines. Uh, and he's got them down to Phoenix to six and ten. So, um, you know, it seems like Detroit themselves, the city, the the people around the team, um, the media around Detroit are not very convinced by Detroit, um, which probably tells you all you need to know, <laughs> really, you know. Yeah, it's a real Lions attitude. I, I found it really weird because I read his article too, you know, trying to, to brush up on this. So the first round, pick 21, they get a guy called Jared Davis out of Florida. So they're saying that they grade this guy at an A. Uh, they say that, you know, he's a speedy, shifty guy. He's going to add huge things and be a day one starter in their defense, mm-hmm. right, as a linebacker. And yep. this, 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 is, this is Detroit mathematics, right? So he's an A. They get a cornerback. They put him as a C. Wide receiver the next round, grade B. Linebacker, grade B. Uh, tight end Michael Roberts uh, grade B to get him in the fourth round a cornerback grade B um, you know they get a quarterback uh, Brad Kaya grade A all I'm hearing is A's B's A's B's A's how, B's A's B's a couple of C's how can you pick up a sixth round quarterback and he be an A grade it's, it's amazing isn't it I think it's because of his age this dude's only 21 years of age uh, but yet he started three years, which is just sick. The guy was 18 when he started playing. They say he's a good developmental player to come in behind Matt Stafford, who, funnily enough, they haven't even locked up with a contract yet. And it's amazing. So they grade all these players, as you said, A's, B's, A's, B's. I think there's two C's in there out of their whole draft. And they, your man was asked, oh, so what do you think of their overall grade? C. <laughs> you're kind of thinking, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. So if your son comes back with a bunch of A's and B's and you go, so what did he get overall? C. Like, Mm, okay just because yeah, it comes after A and B doesn't mean it's right there but come here <laughs> this is what I think that the Lions are going to have a problem with the problem with the Lions is is that in all of these articles that I've read there's all this talk and I don't agree with the phrase myself reset that they've reset the market so as you said they took uh, Rick Wagner or Wagner depending on uh, just I'm real Kurt don't bring me up in a buddy it's probably Wagner it's to probably be fair, Wagner yeah. yeah so Rick Wagner and TJ Lang both of these players got an absolutely colossal amount of money. So Wagner plays right yeah. tackle. They gave him twenty nine point five million for a right tackle uh, over the They're first. They're both getting on a bit. Yeah, it's crazy, right? But that that type of money as well for 
a position at right tackle goes for me is that they're they're really reaching. Um, so they pay him twenty nine point five million. TJ Lang, no, don't get me wrong, he's he's one of the best at his position. To, for him and Josh Sitton uh, to tandem the way that they did uh, they took over the PFF rankings to have two players in the top five I believe or six um, yeah. on the O-line is, is just a dominating O-line right so they paid him an 8 million base salary in 2018 so you know 19 million of his contract is guaranteed out of 28.5 million and they talk about that again they're after resetting the market on him so these are two lads on the on the O-line that they're after locking up with absolutely massive deals. And then, of course, they're going to have to pay Matt Stafford. Now, if they're paying Glennon, whatever it was, 18.5 million in uh, Chicago, you know, when it comes yeah. up to paying Matt Stafford, they're going to have to pay him an insane amount of money. That's why when J.J. Watt got the money he did in with the Texans and people thought that that was mental, the Texans came out and said, you think this is crazy, wait till a year's time and you'll see exactly what we would have had to pay him had we waited, and they were right. And the same thing is happening with Matt Stafford. The market, especially for quarterbacks, is going to go absolutely mental. Now, Stafford, is he proven? Is he not proven? Yes, he has a rocket of an arm. Has he just not had a good cast around him? But then you're like, Jesus, he's had Megatron, you know, and he's sprayed the ball around to so many different targets last year. He is legit. And the money that he's going to be paid is insane because apparently they're saying he's waiting for Derek Carr to get paid. And when Derek Carr gets paid absolutely insanity money, that Matt Stafford then is probably yeah. going to, like, you know, the way it's working there, Ryan, he's going to top it. On top of that, they still need to pay um, uh, Zeke Lancer. Zeke Lancer. So once they go and pay him, they're going to have to pay him an absolute monster deal. And eventually they're going to just run out of cash. No matter what they say about, the, you know, salary cap getting higher. Detroit, like the city, are going to go broke. Yeah. <laughs> but do you not think that Matt Stafford is worth that kind of money? I think he is one of the top QBs in the league. Now, for a lot of years, he had Calvin Johnson. And when he retired, people almost sort of questioned whether he would be able to, I don't know, do what he could do. I think you made the point that actually they might be better off without Calvin Johnson because yeah. then actually it opens up more of the field and it wouldn't be so focused. Um, and he did. He proved it. With it. Even without Calvin Johnson, he managed to move the ball around um, and play some good football. Um, and basically, as as I think most people will know, and the Browns will certainly tell you, and any Browns fans out there will tell you, it's not easy to get hold of a of a quarterback at that level. Yeah. So, what essentially what he asked for, he will get. And the Lions would be mad to let to do anything but pay the man. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I'd agree with you. And I, I think that this is really the year that Stafford has to prove it because, you know, he's he's well far removed from Megatron now. They've built an offensive line to keep him upright. And I think what they're doing is they're saying, take the reins, boy, and see what you can do. Because if you look at their offensive line, Decker, left tackle, again, like, you know, four out of the five offensive linemen graded above 80 on pro football focus. You know, that's including uh, Wagner and Lang now. They've got Decker then at left tackle, Swanson at center. Uh, he's very solid. Uh, Tomlinson at, at left guard is the only weak link, uh, which is a pretty bad place to have a weak link. Um, and again, it, it's his supporting cast. The Jones brothers, uh, wide receivers, Golden Tate is their best uh, receiving target. But again, he more plays in the slot. Um, so it'll be interesting especially with the tools that they've added it's strange that they, they went defense but I suppose you know they used to be a formidable defense remember the days of Indomitian Sue and Fairley and you know those days are long gone uh, you know yeah. you're holy nada now uh, Ziggy Ansa, 
Uh, you're talking about dudes like, you know, Whitehead. But anyway, we digress. It's, uh, do you know what, Ryan? It's time. Going from one uh, team of clowns to the next. Uh, it's time <laughs> to briefly try cover. Just kind of a situation that we've been dealing here. Uh, let me pop on this uh, Clown of the Week drop. And we'll try to keep this as light as we can, even though it is gut-wrenching. Clown of the Week. Grant, right, we're going to try to keep it light, uh, but it is a bit of a situation yeah. that's pulling our hair out, Ryan. It's the reason why let's, my hair is thin. And let's, let's face it, the only reason we want to bring this up right now is because it's become a bit dangerous in the fact that somebody's now saying things that are simply not true. So yeah. we have to say this as, as a way of just defending ourselves at this point. Yep. Um, now, let's face it, most of you guys out there have met us and know us, and we're pretty straight up guys, and we certainly aren't here to screw anybody over. But uh, let, let's just explain the situation as quickly as we can. Yep. So we'll try run it through it quickly and uh, we'll try make it light, even though it's it's just so insane. So we, d- we do T-shirts and, and giveaways and all the rest of it, you know, just something to try to keep the, the group going, the website going. And myself and Ryan basically don't have much of a personal life to a degree because, we're, you know, we're working late hours, then we're coming home and we're trying to juggle family life with also... Um, you know, doing doing the Packer stuff and meeting all of you guys, getting out content and all the rest of it. So, you know, we put so much blood, sweat and tears into this Packer stuff. And we've two documentaries now and we've been recognized by the Packers. So all of that stuff is great. So we released our members uh, tea and it all went great. But the way we have to do it is we have to order in bulk. So we need to get everybody's order in and then off to the manufacturer, you know, front up cash, you know, pay all this type of stuff, get the money in. A bit of a mishmash. We're not T-shirt salesmen. And um, we only want to release the membership T-shirt as sort of a membership initiative. It's to bring all of the group kind of closer together. So uh, a lady, we had loads of people buying them, but we had a, a good few ladies buy T-shirts. And we spoke with our manufacturer because people had reached out, uh, women had reached out to say, you know, is there a ladies cut and we're going to have to settle for a men's cut? So we reached out and we came up with a deal that we could get the ladies cut. Uh, we also reached out and asked could we do children's tees but he said no because here's the way it works and this is why you have to order in bulk is they screen print them so the screen print that's on your t-shirt is a uniform size so whether you're on a ladies extra small or a men's you know 4XL that print has to be the same size because that's what all of the money goes into that they have to set up and do this print but anyway so we were told that they couldn't do kid sizes because the print would simply be too big that's part one of the story so uh, what I did was is I sent an email out to all the women who had ordered teas and ordered the man's variant and said to them, look, great news. We have women's teas. Do you want to change your order? Um, so uh, loads of the ladies got back and said yes, that they wanted to go to a ladies equivalent this size. So in the email, I said, we have ladies sizes. Here are the European ladies sizes below. So please order accordingly if you want to change. So we got an email back from one uh, lady, Ryan, and she changed her order to a lady small European size 10. There was no ambiguity about it. All the emails said it was European size. Um, and it all looked fine, right? Yeah, there was even a, uh, a size guide put on there and everything else. Now, the first time we heard about it was when she came back and said that the, the shirt didn't fit um, because we had sent a child's top, a child's small. Mm. Um, we hadn't because, as we just discussed, there we didn't do any child shirts. Um, but also, we asked for essentially proof because you never know there could be mistakes. So we asked for a picture of the tag in the T-shirt to prove that it was wrong, and then we would have got it sorted out. It wasn't wrong. We didn't get a T-shirt. Uh, we didn't get a picture, sorry, of the T-shirt proving that it was wrong. Um, so we guessed it wasn't wrong. Um, 
And as well as that, let, uh, let me just jump in. And we guessed I wasn't wrong. And that's even a, a disservice because all of the t-shirts came to me. I had to sort them all out by number. I looked at all of the tags. I reconciled them with the spreadsheets. And also when the orders first came in to begin with, before they were even printed, I had to go and reconcile people's membership numbers versus what they ordered. And I spotted one guy had actually made a mistake in a typo in his order, so I changed it for him. So, I mean, we triple, quadruple and double checked. And the reason, Ryan, she said she couldn't take a picture of the tag, which would have proved that she was lying. Um, because she didn't have a camera phone. And because she was a bit of a, I think the word was tech, technophobe. Mm. Yeah, she but, orders uh, on yeah. PayPal, follows us on Facebook. Yeah, well, the PayPal thing gets better going further along, doesn't it? So, in the end, what she does is she speaks to us. We say that essentially we've given her what she asked for. Um, and because they are personalized and they have your numbers on, there's not much we can do about it. So, um, anyway, she complains to PayPal and PayPal put in a claim against us and PayPal agree that she is in the right and should claim her money back. Um, okay, but fair it, enough. But why did PayPal say she was in the right? That's the important part, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. Well, th what had happened was is that she had ordered originally a man's medium, um, but then when I went back on email and said, we've got women's sizes now, she changed it over email. So when PayPal oh, yeah, reviewed her it. account... They saw through PayPal, which the is all they had. Purchase. The original But when we went out to them to say, here's the emails proven, this is what uh, she had ordered. Mm -hmm. And kind of another jokey thing as well, Ryan, wasn't it, that she came back and sort of said, this is the deal. And we were willing to work with her and say, yeah, but we've actually provided you with exactly what you ordered by giving you all the information. You changed it yourself. She had the T-shirt and we're going through this dispute. And the next day she gets back on her order email and says, I wish to cancel my order. And you're like, you have it. Yeah. You have the order. You can't go yeah. back in time. She already had it. And then so this is the bit where it continues to get better. She goes to PayPal and shows him the original email. PayPal then contacts us asking us for information, but doesn't allow us to attach any emails that we can prove our case or any pictures that we can prove our case, but we say that we can provide them. They ignore that. They side with this person. This person is then instructed by PayPal to return the package to the sending address, which went back to Stephen at the Irish HQ, and he received it. Now, there was only one sort of caveat on that, is she had to provide a posted service that could be essentially signed for to prove that it has been sent back to that person. And... All we can guess is that it didn't happen and she didn't have any proof of the postage. So then PayPal said that actually her claim was now cancelled and she wasn't entitled to anything. So at this point, me and Steve had a chat and we said, look, she has now sent the T-shirt back. Um, she doesn't have a T-shirt and she's not getting any money back from PayPal. So we agree that what we should do is we should now give her the money back and just put it all to bed and it will move on. Yeah? Mm-hmm. However, now remember that we bought the T-shirt on PayPal because that's how our website runs. What we did was we went into PayPal and we essentially sent the amount of money to the same email that PayPal gave us when she made the purchase. Okay? We sent it and she rejected it. And she rejected it saying that she didn't have PayPal which is fine. And sometimes, you know, you can actually, you don't have to have an account, but the email says, click here to claim your amount of money. You must do this within 30 days or the claim or, or essentially it just expires. Okay. So all she had to do was click here. That was it. 
But what she did was she clicked on it and she rejected it and sent the money back to us. And now I, we have no idea what's going on, do we? No, we're. We've we're tried to send it twice and it's been rejected twice. Yeah. I, we're trying. But we have no other way of doing it unless we actually get all the change in my pocket and mm. I pop over there on a flight and actually hand twenty English pound coins to her. That's the only other way I know how to do it. Yeah, because we're we're trying to pay her back, and the thing is, is that. She placed an order. We said, great news, there's lady sizes. Here's the sizes in European. And, you know, buyer beware. So she purchased it. We sent her exactly what she ordered. She's first off tried to tell us it was a child size. Then she tried to tell us that she ordered a medium when she did originally, but then she changed it to a small uh, ladies. Um, and then we got back and showed her all of her emails. She even sent back some of her own emails where she changed it to try, say, oh, cancel my order when she was almost... She was also proving that she'd ordered, we'd sent her the right size. So like as vendors, which we're not, like we, you know, we'd sent her the right t-shirt, the right size. What can we do? And it's custom, so we can't resell it. So now I have a t-shirt at home, you know, that it's, so, it, and like as well, she spent $13 to send it back. We told her, look, there's nothing you can do. You've received the right item, you know, like this is a, this is a side thing for us. You know, we're doing it out of the love of the Packers and all the rest. But I think, Ryan, the reason I were mentioning this and the most damaging part, and hopefully we haven't sort of pissed people off by telling the story. We didn't use names and as well as that, we're only stating facts. So, um, you know, we're not getting into the whole trying to assassinate anybody's personality or, or, or case. We're literally just stating facts here. Um, what's upsetting is, is that we put, we've built this up from scratch uh, we've met some glorious people. We've been recognised by the Packers, um, and we always do stuff, you know, with the absolute best intentions. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And what she's now resorted to doing is this is someone who says that she doesn't have access to a camera to take a picture of the tag, which said women's on it, by the way, um, and send it to us. But she's going on Facebook now, and she's going underneath all of her posts. And posting stuff like don't deal with these guys uh, if you cancel their order they won't give you a refund which is just absolutely crazy because we gave her the product she wanted uh, we sent it over to her she tried to lie her, you know her way through it all and, and tell us that it was a child size which it says women's on the tag that it was the wrong size when we have an email proven you know and she's going around slandering us now saying that in some way that we're shady when that's the furthest thing from what we are and that is actually slander and it's very damaging and we just don't want anybody to pay attention to it because now you know the story of what happened yep. it's just so frustrating and the other thing as well like let's face it if somebody's recognizing this story out there and has heard somebody talking about it and knows this person then maybe you can help us out because we're still prepared to send the money back, but we can't get it back to her because she keeps rejecting it. And then to keep rejecting it and then to start making these false accusations and so on on all the social media accounts trying to do whatever it is she's doing. That's the reason we had to tell this. Um, so, yeah, we, we're still looking to work with her if anybody knows this person. Yeah, because we're all about fair. Now, if, if anyone's been done out of it, it's us because we have to you know give money to somebody when you know we've essentially paid for her product to sit at home now you know and we've given her what she wanted but we sort of yeah. you know we had that discussion and said look you know the paypal judgment that she was given in the in the sense that she actually went and sent it over and spent 13 dollars to send it over but never bothered to follow their instructions to get it recorded so she did herself out of it no the real reason why she shouldn't have been given a refund was the fact that she got exactly what she ordered but we said look it's not fair she doesn't have the product from what she paid for she's after paying an extra 13 bucks on top of that to send it over so look we just give her her money back it's a shame that she had this experience but to be honest with you it seems like we got the butt end of it but anyway look 
I suppose the podcast Let's kind of ends. Let's get on to happier things. On a, on a bad note. Yeah, go on. Uh, so we had our draw for the 1919 club. David Bakhtiari jersey went out. We have some absolute class loot left in the in the bag, right? What, what other items do we have now to run on 1919 club? Well, we have the Jared Cook mini helmet, and I haven't mm. uh, we haven't announced it as yet on social media. But so, if you're listening to this podcast, this is your chance to get there first because I didn't. Again, should have run this by you. And uh, you know, I'm still trying to get that employee of the month, and I'm not going to get it this way. I know that. But I thought what we'd do is we'd give a chance for all our podcast listeners to get there first on this I like, one. I like. So basically, if you're listening to this podcast right now. It is available on the site as we speak. This is the bargain draw we were talking about. It's the Jared Cook mini helmet. Mm. It is the Jason Spriggs 8x10. And it is a... Oh, I can't remember the third one. It is... Uh, just play some like lift music or something while I uh, try and remember. Uh, that's good, that's good. Is there any lyrics? Is there no, any lyrics? No. No lyrics. Right, okay. Um... Still haven't got it. So anyway, there's another picture, and when I've got it, I'll let you know what it is. You can probably hear me, feet, you know, furiously typing away, and I'm trying to get to it. Um, but essentially, if you're listening now, there is a draw open on the site, and the tickets are only a pound each. Okay, so it's an absolute bargain draw. Um, they're a pound each. Maximum buy of five in the first few days to allow as many people to get involved with 1919 Club as we can, and then. The reason is we do the bargain draw now. This is sort of almost going to be exclusive to you podcast listeners to go and get involved. And then after that, we have two big jerseys. So we've got a Super Bowl winner in Tremone Williams um, in 2010. And it actually has the Super Bowl champs written on the jersey as well. And then we also have, for me, absolute Green Bay Packers legend Boyd Dowler signed jersey as well. I mean, these these are the two of the, the these are two of my favourite um, jerseys that we've had in so far. Uh, so I'm really excited about these. But unfortunately, me and Steve can't enter. So one of you guys will have to re- will have to win it, I guess. Yep. And that's the third one, Bill Curry. Bill Curry, nice. So if you've watched the um, if you've watched the America's Game uh, Packers ones from uh, I think it's the Super Bowl two win, I think. Uh, Bill Curry is one of the guys that narrates the story. Mm. He's the center. And he talks about his experience with Dave Robinson. He seems like a cool character. So, yeah, Bill Curry is the other 8x10 on this draw. Decent. Uh, some proper Packers history. So, lastly then, before we go and leave is we have the trip open for, uh, you know, get your deposit down. So, we're heading over to see the Seattle game. If you're living under a rock, you don't know that. If you're not uh, living under a, a cave rock or whatever type of thing. Well, or then living in a box. In a box. Well, then you'll know that living we're heading over to, box. Indeed, Sorry. to the season opener. Now, we have loads of people looking to share rooms to try to reduce the cost. If you're in a single versus a double, by going into a double, you're saving yourself £410, I think, which is incredible, right? And again, like which is said, like four jerseys in the pro shop yeah which is unbelievable and we're going to try and meet plenty of players so you'll be able to get those jerseys signed even which just shoots up the value of the jerseys but come here if you want to go on the trip uh, just contact us uh, we've so many ways to contact info at ukpackers.co.uk at, on twitter at ukpackers any, uh, facebook ukpackers just search it uh, hit us up and we'll try pair you with somebody you can just place a deposit now and pay the rest of the trip I think it's something like six weeks before you go 
it's going to be an absolute clanger season opener and we're going to try to put out all the stops there's a Q&A with a current Packers player there's a Q&A with an old Packer player and we're going to try get people into the stadium for a private tour to get you behind into the locker room if we can we can't promise that but that's what we're going to try and also get you onto some radio shows but as usual our old off season podcast come here to me now um i think that's what you say we've started we i just thought we should tell the guys we've we've uh, started getting together already haven't we looking at the other meets during the season so mm-hmm. we've got the week one in green bay but we're actually looking at other meets throughout the season as well yeah. um and also already thinking about our super bowl party there's actually a page now on the website um it's, it's in the same sort of area as the 1919 club so you want to go to members and then scroll down to 2017 meetups um at the moment there's starting to be some details creeping out about a few different meets um and how we're going to try and share the meets around the country this year a little bit more and not just this country but potentially looking at ireland and potentially looking at up in scotland um so basically keep an eye on that obviously we'll talk about any meets we do get set up on the podcast as well um, but there's actually now a new section to start giving some eyes on it uh, and when we've got more details then we'll, we'll post them yeah. Um, okay. I think that's all I have to say. So sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, cool. And you know what? Uh, let me just jump in there and say again that with the UK Packers members t-shirts, we did hold back, I think we've maybe three spare we just got them printed in random sizes uh one woman was actually lucky enough we had her size so we got her number printed on it and sent out so we have i think maybe two or three left but we're thinking about just giving them away uh they're probably going to go into like a free um members draw and we might have a bit of a signed march there as well we're going to try to get more people involved in the 1919 club so what we might do is just just for being a member we're going to send out a newsletter and anybody who replies gets automatically entered in to win a signed pick uh, and maybe some other goodies and we're in the background then trying to see if you can sort out any other type of march but from myself at nfl on twitter give me a follow from the group at uk packers and from my old buddy ryan j peacock it's goodbye for this week bye-bye